Welcome to From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Kisa Ramirez. Joining me first time uh, ever, sports reporter Garrett Kaywood. He's a rookie here, so how are you been, man? Uh, had a good day. Uh, NFL's starting today, you know. Um, I think the aside best from time s- of year. Aside from the Super Bowl weekend, this is about the best, the best it gets for an NFL fan. Um, but I don't think that's the most pressing thing at the moment. I think it's uh, Texas State soccer. We're not going to Texas soccer. Hey, you're not getting you're not getting off easy. You're a rookie here, so we're going to do some rookie hazing, hard hitting style. Two questions for you before we start: cake or pie? That's a that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with cake though. My dad was a big cake eater. Uh, I like my chocolate, uh, vanilla icing. You know uh, that buttercream. It's just something about it. It's that soft, smooth flavor. It's just delicious. Well, you're 0 for one right now. Uh, second question: <laughs> Would you rather have a dragon or be a dragon? Um, that's a uh, that's a tough one because I guess if you're a dragon. Uh, uh, I'd have to say probably be a dragon. I think that'd be pretty interesting. One for two. I think that's a good answer because like you can do whatever you want. You're a dragon. Like there's no laws. You can like, I'm not. You can consume alcoholic beverages because there's no age limit for dragons. Like you can do a lot of things that people can't do. And like if people say, "Yo, dragon, you can't do that," you know what you do? You just burn them down. And you call it a day. Um, but you know, I don't want to waste too much time on that. I just want to lighten the mood before us, you know, to get it going. But we're here to actually talk real things. I hope you didn't tune out in that last minute. If you did, you miss out on some great stuff. Um, we're talking about Texas Hayes soccer, team that is three and two on the season, two game winning streak, momentum kind of on their way. What have you seen in the last two games and in general for the season of this team? Uh, last two games they played uh, in Corpus Christi on Friday. Uh, zero zero at halftime. The team did a good job at uh, uh, getting possession in the in the front half. Uh, it, it really took until the second half, though, for the breakthrough to come against Corpus. Uh, Prater scored two goals in as many minutes. Uh, 30 sec- 38 seconds apart. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It was, um, yeah, she connected with Cassie. Uh, so they ended up winning that game 3-1. I talked to Coach uh, Link Scoggins, and he said uh, he liked that the way they connected in that game um, more so than um, um, Sunday's game against uh, Prairie View. But it was also a more physical game against Prairie View, which presents a whole two zero win over Prairie View uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon at home Bobcat uh, Soccer Complex. Again, two late goals in the second half, seventy second minute, at seventy eighth minute, eighty sixth minute, excuse me. And that's a team that they historically beat pretty pretty soundly. Prairie View A and M five and zero a couple years ago, two and zero in their last one. And they, it, I was a little worried. Like I wasn't at the game, but I was following the live tweets and I was looking. And I was like. It's still zero zero, and it's the first half. It's still zero zero, and it's the sixty minute, and it's the seventh minute, and it was still zero zero. Luckily, Texas State was able to put two goals in the back of the net, take that game, um, two game winning streak. They had a two game losing streak before, which was not ideal. Uh, they lost to McNeese State at home and UTEP at home, both losses that Coach Connor, Coach Cat Connor, was not pleased with. Um, so this momentum, we've talked about it. You you talked about it in your preview. Get the, get on the winning track. Just set the keep winning games and just let the avalanche fall. And you keep you keep going. You keep doing appreciating the process. Yeah, I think what what coach coach was talking about there is that she really just wants the team to kind of fall in line. Um, once you get on that winning momentum, uh, it's it's easy to keep going for a soccer team because uh, for a soccer team you want to possess the ball and it's all about the connection and spacing between the midfield forward and defense. So um, I think that's a little bit of what uh, she was alluding to. Or early on the week, um, 
as far as defense, uh, allowing 0.8 goals per game, Texas State scoring 1.6. Granted, they they've they've played only five games and it's a small sample size, but their defense, especially as Scoggins said, as Connor said. Nice job defending the uh, the long ball, the passes, the flanks, making sure the opposition isn't creating scoring opportunities with just one pass. Like those breakaways that happen when your defense, your back line kind of falls out of line. Um, the, the Coach uh, Scoggins quote, we're doing a very good job at solving it. We have three backs and doing a good at shifting the opposite wing back towards almost like we have four backs. And there, I was a little worried. I think it was at Houston. I covered Houston um, in their home opener, season opener, excuse me. And Texas State's back line, yes, they won 2-0, but that masked a lot of problems that I saw. And Coach Counter, I was like two feet away. She saw two. Where the defense was inconsistent, they weren't communicating as well as they should be. That seems to be a problem that they rectified in the last three games. So that seems to be good in the right direction. 3-2 and two on the season, like we said, wins over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Prairie View A&M, and Houston. Losses against McNeese and UTEP. What do you, have you, what do you think about this team at where they're at five-game stretch right now? Um, I think we're still learning a little bit. Uh, Lauren Prater, she stepped up as a goal scorer. Um, that was um, we did a piece about her. I know earlier in the year you wrote the and, feature uh, on her, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, you know that's probably why she's scoring so many goals right now, just three and five games. So, um, and then Cassie, uh, the other forward, has been linking up with Curry and Prater very well. She has four assists, so she's. Um, She's in the top ten for points in the Sun Belt right now, so um, we're still learning. Uh, I, I think there's a ways to go. Uh, you know, you look at players like Maddie Nichols and uh, and the goalkeeper Kalen Reinhardt, and and those are the really two rock solid pieces that you see so far. Um, but uh, yeah, the next task at hand: Northwestern State Friday night. Northwestern State three three and one overall this year, two and zero at home, just one a one game winning streak, which we'll talk about a little bit. Two of their losses in particular were to Sunbelt Conference teams, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette. Maybe that gives you a barometer of what you can expect against Northwestern State. I'm not saying that now. We'll save that for later. Um, the last game they played, 10-0 victory over Alcorn Tuesday night. And as you noted in your preview, nine goals were by freshmen. Nine goals were by freshmen. So pretty good, pretty, like three days after staying at home, got Texas State. That's a, that's a, a good a good way to note, go lead into that. Yeah, that go ahead game. of that. A, a quick note for that game, though. I think Alcorn was delayed getting there, so they did have some transportation <laughs> issues. I don't know if that plays, No excuses. You can't allow 10 goals. <laughs> like, oh, you know, our bus didn't get in time. We're just not going to play defense that's, today. There's no excuses in soccer. There's no excuses no in life. Back there. <laughs> no excuses on this podcast. None. We're not doing that today. Um, <laughs> but like you said, um, Prairie View, that's a team we, we've um, handled in the past. Northwestern State's uh, a similar team to that. Uh, we haven't lost. Um, their last victory was back in 2005, so mm. we didn't play in 2012. Um, so it's been – Those were different times. Yes, we were in the Southland, um, obviously playing more consistently with Northwestern. But As you said in your preview, even before the Alcorn game on Tuesday night – the, the coach, Van Linder, he was already looking ahead to Texas State. He said, we're already prepping for the things we need to do. They want to get a few chances because they know they'll be limited. They'll be few and far in between, and they just need to make the most of those opportunities. So you can see that they have the, the mindset already focused on Texas State. They're averaging 2.86 goals this year. I realize it's inf way overinflated mm -hmm. by that 10. Yeah. It, it's, I'd imagine it's probably cut in half. Um, if you take out that 10 and make it more respectable, like two or, or one. Um, but that's got to be something. Uh, we, we talked about the defense, but I think the offense of Texas State is also worth uh, talking about. 
Scoggins want them wor uh, working more together as a unit. They want to find their options quicker. He wants to attack with four and five players instead of two because I'm not a numbers guy. Well, I am a numbers guy, but if you have four or five players and they're attacking the net, you have a you have ho higher chances of scoring a goal than mm -hmm. when it's just two players. You're gonna want to crowd that box. Exactly, yeah. and you put you put some pressure on the defense, and the you, you stretch the opposition to its limits. And I think that's what you can see against Northwestern State Friday night. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think that's um, that's a good point there. There's definitely some players to watch for Northwestern State. They have. Uh, Patrick Carrion, um, she started uh, all seven games for Northwestern State and leads them in minutes. Uh, she transferred from TCU. She's a junior right now, and she's also seen time with the Spain under-17 under, 20, uh, under -17, excuse me, national team. So she's an experienced soccer player. That's someone we're going to have to look out for in the midfield. Um, excuse me, Texas State's going to have to look out for in the midfield. Um, yeah, we don't play. We don't put soccer jerseys yeah, on. I, I mean, we do, I but we watch, we watch soccer games, like, in our couches with, exactly. like, chips everywhere. Like, that's what we put on soccer jerseys. <laughs> um, let's see. Kaylee Phillips, that's uh, the, their freshman leading goal scorer right now. Uh, she has, leads the team with four goals. So that's another player to watch there. Down the line, after Northwestern State, you have Sunday afternoon. Uh, Stephen F. Austin. They're 0-5 this year, but as you noted, you let me know in the podcast before we started, they were projected to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, um, they're pretty good down there in Nacogdoches. They actually won the the conference mm -hmm. last year. So they were projected as the SID and coaches poll number one pick. So the fact that they've gotten off to this 0-5 start is a, bit of, is a bit of a question mark, but they've, had face, they've faced a, a stiff competition. They um, they played um, – they're out in uh, Arizona right now. So they just played Arizona State in Arizona, um, I believe. 24th rank Arizona State. Exactly. Number Minnesota, 24. Western Kentucky, tied with TCU. It's a, it's a pretty tough schedule. So that 0-5 thing is, is – I don't know if it's a concern. On, and not playing at home. Exactly. an issue to it. So, um, and maybe that changes against Texas State. Um, one thing – in those five games, though, they haven't. They scored one goal in those five games, and my analysis, my expert analysis, that just took years for me to realize about this game. If you don't score goals in soccer, you can't win a soccer game, right? That's we correct. We can both agree on That's that. That's correct. Um, it's just it's analysis. It's it's facts. Ha facts only. Hashtag facts only, right there. And that's something that's really questionable because you know they have. They led the conference in players selected to be on the all-conference team. So the fact that they are struggling to score goals is a bit of a question mark. And one uh, player in particular that you talked about earlier, and we're going to touch upon how she's playing as a uh, for the Texas State team, Lauren Prater. You wrote the feature on her, transitioning more to a goal-scoring opportunities, and right now she's taking advantage of that opportunity. And it makes us look really smart because we wrote the feature about two weeks ago, and since then she now leads the team in goals with three and points in seven, second in shots on goal with seven, and she only has ten shots. The thing that I look at her She's taking like a third of what Lindsey Curry has taken, mm -hmm. but she's made more goals. 70% of her shots are on goal, which is insane. Mm -hmm. every, seven out of every 10 are on goal. And that's really, Lauren's really good at getting in, getting in behind the defense there. And, and she stays in the box. She stays in those deadly areas for those easy tap-ins, those, you know, those passes across, those crosses across the box. So she gets herself in a good position to score those types of goals. I think with Lindsey, um, you find her trying to put the team on her back, as, as Coach Connor would say. And, and she does take a lot of shots, but oftentimes those shots, you know, they'll go in or deflect off the post or, you know, run wide, depending on. But um, definitely 
definitely a different type of play style. There. As you noticed in your, uh, as you noted in your feature on uh, Lauren Prater, they wanted to play a similar style to Tori Hale in the sense that you know, not necessarily score all the goals, but create this offense. She's scoring the goals too. Um, now she was projected to be like a reserve player come in be that spark plug she's 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 really quick she can get she can separate from almost any defender i've seen and she was supposed to be that spark plug but recently three consecutive starts for lauren prater her minutes have increased in each game um she still hasn't played more than 52 but every game the minutes go up and i i don't know maybe coach connor is seeing envisioning her role differently than we saw two and a half weeks ago because the way lauren prater is scoring the ball and you can't kind of bench that when she's doing what she's doing um the only thing is, she just doesn't play the volume that Lindsey Curry is. And I want to see, maybe she does. Uh, Lindsey Curry's lowest minutes game is 70, mm-hmm. 68, actually. Lawrence Prater's highest is 52. So we'll see the disparity if that will change as the season goes on. Um, we're going to go into, though, we talked about Lauren Prater, players to watch for Texas State, who maybe one or two players that you feel like could make an impact this weekend. Well, heading into this weekend, I think the most important especially heading into the, um, the game against Northwestern State after the Tingle outburst. I think Maddie, Horn, um, Maddie Nichols in the middle, uh, she's been big. She's played all but 10 minutes this entire season. So I think that's the key, the, the, the key in the center right there um, to stifle that, that attack of the Northwestern State demons. So. I, I'm going to go with – I'm going to still go with Lauren Prater as my player to watch. We already talked about her, but I think she's – Separated herself as one of the more important goal scorers on the team, which is kind of not a surprising development, but it's a it's a nice development to see because you already had Cassie Vermouth, you already had uh, Lindsey Curry, and then having Prater as that third and fourth, second now really option, maybe first, not mm-hmm. first, but uh, but you know up there. She's yeah, she's definitely yeah. working well with Horn. Yeah, so I think I think that works. Um, stat to watch. Who would any stats of note that you feel like could be relevant for this? Um, stat for me is that we have only given up four goals the entire season. So our back line has played great, like Coach Goggins had said, and um, they had done a good job at rotating and, and protecting the flanks. So when defense, you know, you can't win if you can't score, like you said earlier. So the fact that they've given up only four goals is a testament to how, how good they're going to do probably this season. I'm going to stick with the defense or the defense of not allowing those goals. Kristen Champion, I'm intrigued. I want to see what this goes, but mm-hmm. she played uh, 1,615 minutes last year, third behind Kaylin Reinhardt and Elizabeth Havenville. This year, she's played 74. Only six players on the team have played less than her, and those are typically freshman players, the end of the bench rotation players that, that rarely play or they get into three go, they three and O games that Coach Connor hasn't seen a lot of. Kristen Champion's in that mix. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't want to – I'm not saying anything. It's just a trend that I'm interested in. Maybe she fell out of the rotation. Maybe mm-hmm. Coach Connor is finding some other options there that she likes more. Maybe, I don't know. We don't know. But I just want to see, does this continue? Does this Christian Champion start not playing as much as last year? She played 1,600 minutes last year. That's a that's definitely an interesting I, – I was talking with you earlier about that too, and, and it's honestly really surprising. I think the, the key the key with that is that Coach Connor wants to move towards a three defensive back set and the thing is she was one of those three or four last mm-hmm. year, so I don't know why that I mean, I don't know why that changed. Yeah. Um as we wrap up the podcast, weekend predictions, rapid fire, wh- what do you think happens this weekend for Texas State? Uh a win against Northwestern State, two one. Cassie and Lindsey Curry score. Win against Stephen F. Austin and Prater scores a lone goal. Um, final thoughts. Uh, 
Northwestern State's kind of interesting. You have to watch because they switched they switched keeper out um, in the first half. They play with their senior keeper. Second half they switch to uh, Alex Latham, their um, their sophomore keeper. And um, another final thought, Coach Connors. Phil Double final thought. Ooh, taking taking charge right here on the podcast <laughs> with 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 plural. Yep. And uh, Coach Connors feeling ill. Hopefully, sh- uh, or I guess we'll see if she's going to be there on Friday and Sunday. So that's kind of a interesting thing to watch too we talk about about football but we it's nice to finally talk about football mm-hmm. on this podcast yeah. uh some soccer here kind of get the balance i think this is one of the best times of years as a sports fan every everything in sports is happening you have football collegiate and the nfl you have texas state soccer uh you have every volleyball baseball, baseball the, yeah you have everything else like everything's happening at once and it's nice to be as a sports fan to kind of see this happening because the the dredges of August and July were painful, and I didn't not a fan. I'm tired of it. I'm nice to see sports every single day of my life. So that's our show for today. For Garrett Kaywood, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out.